Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here. Well, we've had a lot of crazy weather this summer here in Michigan and all over the country. Uh, luckily, I wasn't one of those families that had flooding in the basement, but I had my power go out probably four times this past summer. So it's been crazy, but there's been worse situations. And to talk with us about that is Brian Thomas. He has 25 years of experience creating and executing marketing programs for some of the world's most recognizable brands. Well, Brian established Paul Davis Restoration of East Michigan in 2020. And uh, Brian's currently uh, leads on all aspects of the business, serving as the owner, CEO, and chief marketing officer, working on many projects, including what's going on in Louisiana. Brian, thanks for joining our show here. Thanks for having me today, Vanessa. I really so, appreciate it. Tell us about, let's just start with the biggest thing going on with the cruise you have in Louisiana. What is happening? What is some of the work you're doing with them today? Well, right now, it's we're a bit north of the, of the New Orleans area, and so much of that area has been affected, as you've read and have seen. Um, most of the work that we've been doing is in the Covington area, a bit north, and it, and it tends to be, at this point, uh, homes that have had, you know, because of the significant wind event, trees fall through roofs and through various other aspects, through walls, uh, other aspects of the home. And then, of course, with the wind and the rain, the rest of the home gets affected on the inside. So we've been doing a lot of homes in that area that have suffered that kind of a loss. Uh, there are many places uh, south and uh, east of there that still don't have power. And, and, and many of these neighborhoods that flooded um, badly are, are, are still without power. And of course, there are only so many generators available at, at any given point in time. So we're trying to get as much information as we can from officials as to when power will be restored to those neighborhoods so that we can be, begin to go into those neighborhoods to help as well. Yeah, generators are a big problem. I know that from personal experience, my, my husband actually is in the heating and cooling company, and he's been he said there's been a shortage of generators uh, for a while now. So that's that's been tough. And, you know, Brian, if I didn't know any better, I think that you had like some kind of crystal ball for you to start a company in 2020. And then we went into one of the craziest weather years I think any of us have ever seen. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like, you knew what was coming, Brian. Uh, <laughs> I'd uh, like to say that I had some kind of, you know, yeah. uh, some, some forecasting ability that just wasn't true, Vanessa, but it has been, a, it has been an interesting way to enter the business. Yeah. I know you, you like better than some of the weather people we have on the air. So, uh, so Brian, tell me what really prompted you to go into this restoration business. So I, um, and by the way, Justin Miller is just joining us right now, Vanessa, just oh. so you know. So he just oh. walked. Justin, uh, Justin, thanks for joining us here. You working with Brian Thomas. Why don't you tell us who Justin is and the role he plays? So Justin is a director of mitigation. Um, he's usually the tip of the year when we get a call for some kind of loss at a home or in a business. And uh, Justin's sort of, a, he's got many, many years of experience. There really isn't a loss or some kind of a home or, uh, you know, business disaster he hasn't encountered in his career, but I'll let him, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi. Tell us a little bit more about the work that you do. I, um, so essentially I run the mitigation department, um, which handles, you know, flood, fire, um, biohazard, uh, and mold remediation work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I make so, sure, you know, everything's in line with the homeowner's goals, the insurance company's goals, and also make sure that the house is left um, safe and dry and everything's good. 
So Justin, right before you joined us, I was talking to Brian about what we've been seeing in 2021 and thinking that Brian had some kind of like telepathy or crystal ball going on when he started this company, <laughs> because this has been like a crazy year. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, not really. There's been um, some kind of isolated events over the past years in my career. I've been doing mitigation for uh, going on 13 years now. And, you know, we had the polar vortex a couple of years ago. We had the uh, crazy flooding in 2014. Um, Superstorm Sandy, right? Sandy, you know, yeah. out, of, out, of, out of state hurricanes. But for Michigan itself, um, this is the most continuous um kind of set of weather events that are causing damage to people's houses that I've experienced in since I've been involved. So I have to tell you guys and my listeners, I'm actually interviewing you guys using a generator right now because I did lose my power. So yeah. uh, I have to thank God my husband's in the heating, cooling, electrical business that yeah. <laughs> have to hook that up for me. But uh, so I know firsthand, like many people, the experiences. So tell us, um, uh, Brian um, and, and Justin, what is the best way to approach an emergency situation like a flood or a downed trees affecting property? What do we do? Um, as far as it, it immediately happening, you want to make sure, uh, water hasn't touched power outlets or anything with an electrical current running through it. And then, uh, the next best step is to try to get things that have been unaffected yet out of the area. Um, so they don't end up being affected, uh, turn off your furnace, hot water tank, just to try to hopefully mitigate any damages to those, uh, Ultimately, it's going to come down to uh, the best advice I can offer is just a, a preemptive kind of thing is just to go over your homeowner's insurance policy and make sure you have adequate coverage for, you know, stuff in your basement as far as contents go. And in the situation of like a drain backup or a sub pump failure, that's a rider on your uh, homeowner's insurance policy. So not everyone has it included, even though they may have a basement with a sub pump. And then also there's a limit associated with it. So make sure that limit, whether it be 5,000, 10,000 or 20,000 adequately reflects your basement. Is it finished? Do you have a lot of contents down there? Is there higher end flooring, drywall insulation? Because a lot of times it's usually only 2000 to $5,000 coverage, and that's all the insurance company is going to pay out, minus your deductible too. So if your furnace is total loss and your hot water tank and a bunch of contents and the carpet and pad and drywall, that's well over $5,000 in damage. So then you'll be coming out of pocket for the rest. So the best thing to do um, is make sure your policy uh, has the right coverages in it for your home and your situation. Yeah. And if I could add to that, Vanessa, a little bit, I, I can't tell you, um, and Justin's been in the business longer than I have, but how many times already I've encountered customers, uh, for whom we are the bearers of bad news. We're the ones who are telling them that they're not covered or they're underinsured. Mm, mm. And, um, yeah, and I, I guess it's like it's like a doctor telling you, you know, you need to exercise and you need to drink, you know, you know, yeah. water a day. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and so doing simple things in advance will alleviate a lot of pain and suffering uh, down the road, including having a conversation with your insurance agent. So with that said, is that one of the biggest mistakes homeowners make is not having those conversations and not knowing what their insurance covers? I mean, what are some of these mistakes you see homeowners make? Yeah, I definitely say so. Um, unfortunately, you know, a home is potentially the biggest purchase, you know, someone's going to make 
in their whole entire life. And a lot of times they don't go through all the details as far as like, you know, the infrastructure of the house itself and then the insurance coverage to make sure that it reflects that uh, coverage in a house, you know, during the gross point thing, uh, flooding uh, back in June, Mm -hmm. We, uh, I had to help a homeowner go through her policy to see what kind of limits she had associated with, you know, drain backup. And she had five feet of water. Uh, she had over a million dollar policy for coverages of the house, but for drain backup, she only had $5,000. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, it was a beautiful basement, large basement with finishes and stuff on it that, you know, that $5,000 doesn't really go far when your boilers is ruined and everything else. Yeah. Because a lot of times with flooding coming up, there's not a lot you can do once it's already happening. You kind of have to wait for it to either recede or try to get a plumber out there as quickly as possible, which under normal circumstances, it can take a few days to get a plumber to come out to your house. So in the event of a storm flooding, you know, it's, it's really hit or miss if you're able to get someone out there to stop it, especially while it's happening. So the best thing that you can really do is make sure that you're covered so that you can get the house back to how it was um, the least stressful yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there are some other things, Vanessa, that I've seen homeowners do that are very smart and preventative. In addition to just knowing your insurance coverage, we met a gentleman, for example, in downtown uh, near downtown Detroit, actually in gross point. And he had been through more than one of these events over the last several years. So we went to his basement. He had four feet of water as well. But what he had done years ago was take out all the insulation uh, four feet, uh, you know, up from the floor to, you know, up, up the wall. He had raised all of his electric outlets up above that line as well. So when the flood hit, and, and by the way, he put a $50,000 rider on his insurance policy, which increased his monthly payment by a nominal amount. And so he was in a far better position than many, many of the others we encountered in that same neighborhood. Um, so, so just a little bit of that yeah. preventive maintenance, yeah. maybe some racks in the basement and putting valuable stuff up off the floor, stuff like that, uh, small things, but make a big difference later. So, yeah, those are really important steps. I think that's very smart, and especially with people that have had repeated uh, flooding in their basement, uh, to take those preventative measures uh, is just smart. And, you know, uh, before uh, Justin joined us, Brian, I was asking you, uh, what prompted you to want to start Paul Davis Restoration of East Michigan last year? Well, you know, I, I had spent 25 years in the corporate world and, and I was mostly I was a, a brand strategy and brand marketing guy. And I've been lucky in, in, in the opportunities I've had to work on uh, in terms of, you know, great brands like Jeep and Volkswagen and Harley Davidson. And um, But I had also spent 25 years in corporate America and yeah. I dragged my family all over creation. Um, <laughs> to be honest, my kids were approaching high school and and Detroit's my home. I was born and raised here. I spent most of my life here. And I decided I wanted to put down roots. And, um, you know, there's that scene. I don't know if you're familiar with the Indiana Jones movies. but Oh, yeah. The, the first movie when Indiana's got his whip wrapped around the rear axle of a, of a vehicle and he's dragging behind it. And he's trying desperately to crawl his way slowly into the cockpit to take control. Yeah. And this, that's how I felt about my career the last several years. And I finally feel like I've made it to the cockpit. Um, and, and I really wanted, so I had a list. I was introspective of, of things that were important to me in life and in a business. And surprisingly, uh, property restoration, which was not on my radar screen at all, checked off every item on that list. And Paul Davis in particular, uh, they're one of the premier organizations in the world when it comes to uh, taking care of the customer, being human oriented, 
um, and and really having a, a message or a mission and a message that's very focused mm -hmm. on uh, the people and and less on the the problem. Now we're, we take care of the problem, of course, but we do that in service of the people who need help. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the most important thing. So that we, you know, I wanted to do get get up every day and do something that made a real tangible difference in the lives of real people. Mm -hmm. And this this does that. It's every day's different. And while I encounter people who are in tragic situations, we have the ability to help restore hope for them and and to mm -hmm. show them, you know, light the path back toward normal. And and I love that. So you're you're you're. Your branding background really speaks volumes when you use that imagery of the Indiana Jones movie and the storytelling. <laughs> yeah, it's a great picture uh, to paint for us here on uh, It's Your Community. A great example of that, um, uh, Brian. I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm familiar with Indiana Jones only because my husband's obsessed with the movie and he'll watch it over and over and over again. So, <laughs> so well, on well, the your husband would probably like coming over here. We have, <laughs> I, I, my, my, I have a life-size replica of Harrison Ford as Han Solo, frozen in carbonite, hung on the wall in our. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, he'll probably really love that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. So, how do you ensure when you're working with people that the um, that people are not being taken advantage of by the contractors? You hear that all the time. You know, how do you know the work is being done properly, timely, efficiently, and and in budget? Um. The, the best thing um, that you can kind of do is educate yourself on the procedures for water mitigation. For the most part, it's pretty simple. Um, there's a certification that water technicians go through through a governing body called the IICRC. And it they have, you know, 600 page booklets for water mitigation, for mold, for trauma, for all these things on standards and practices. Um, so basically, you just want to make sure that those things are being followed as far as, you know, uh, category of water. So if it's like sewage water, there's uh, kind of strict things that need to be done. And that's usually like remove porous material, drywall, insulation, carpet, pad. Those things need to come out. And then you want to make sure that they're disinfecting. Ask, ask the contractor, you know, what kind of chemical they're using. And then um, when they set up the drying equipment, you want to make sure that they're coming back uh, periodically you know, over the week or however long it takes to dry and getting air readings and material readings. So like a lot of times in situations like this, we'll see a lot of like uh, kind of construction contractors that don't really do mitigation, but they own a few fans and maybe a DHU and they'll just kind of gut a whole basement and set up the equipment and then come back in a couple of days and just pick it up. Mm. And you don't really know if things are dry. Certain materials take longer time, especially depending on humidity and the air and temperature. There's a whole bunch of different variables. Um, that go on during uh, water loss. And you wanna make sure those things are being checked. So the first thing you can do is just ask the contractor, you know, like what's wet, what's your dry goal? Um, how long are you having the equipment? Do you have enough equipment down here? You know, how many pints per day is that DHU removing? Um, and then as far as um, like pricing models go, um, most most mitigation companies that work with insurance companies, they're going to use a program software called Xactimate. And the price list is set per zip code based on like averages and it's approved by the insurance company. Like so when we do our billing for uh, work performed, basically we have to use this software. We put in the square footages of the items removed 
or the quantity of equipment, and it gives us the price. We don't set our price list so that there's kind of a standard, uh, industry standard pricing model. So you just want to make sure you're having that instead of just like, you know, kind of like a white piece of paper written down and that's the charge so that you're well aware of what you're being charged for and what the work was performed. Mm -hmm. So if they can't give you like a broken down line item, uh, estimate, then it's probably better to go with someone else or someone that can give you that. Yeah. And at a bare minimum, Vanessa, Justin touched on it. I, if they don't do anything else, ask them if they, if they are IICRC certified, and that's the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning and Restoration Certification Organization. Oh, okay. So, so there is a science to applied structural drying. And just because it looks dry doesn't mean it is. And things that you can't see are often wet when things that you can are dry. So mm. that's where mold happens down the road. And that's where yeah. you have other problems. Somebody who is IICRC certified is trained in the science of drying and they will follow a, they have to follow a very structured and disciplined procedure in order to dry a structure. Mm. And if you simply ask them if they are, and they can't say, and they're unwilling to say yes, and to show you, you know, we carry our cards. If anybody asks, we have our IACRC cards. I would, I would not let them do the work in my home personally. Good point. Thanks for sharing that. We're talking with Brian Thomas and Justin Miller with Paul Davis Restoration of East Michigan. They launched the company in 2020. And um, <laughs> talk about perfect timing. Uh, we have had so many weather-related issues uh, in homes and businesses all across Michigan and, and around the country. Um, and, you know, you uh, touched upon, Brian, an example of a, of a customer, a client of yours, and gross point and the measures he took for preventive measures. What other things can homeowners do to prepare for storm caused damages? You want to take that one? Yeah. Um, like you kind of touched on earlier, um, valuables, family heirlooms, stuff that can't really be replaced with cash, you know, um, yeah. getting reimbursed from your Pictures, insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. You want to put that high up um, as high as, possible i would recommend especially with you know the infrastructure kind of failures that have been kind of happening lately with the you know uh record setting rainfalls and stuff so normally i would say you know uh you're looking at probably a couple of inches of water in your basement for a normal flooding you know uh storm surge uh but lately we've been seeing four or five six feet of water so the higher the better um your mechanical stuff. Um, some people put dryers and washers up on uh, wood platforms to give it a couple inches, and that can be the difference of you know total lossing your appliances or not. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've seen people. So if you run into a situation with like uh, flooding and building materials, like if you're going to finish your basement, I've seen people put plywood down at the bottom a couple inches. So the drywall sits on plywood because plywood doesn't wick up moisture as quick as drywall does. I've seen that save, you know, uh, a lot of money. And as far as the repairs go, so they're not ripping out drywall and doing all that because the baseboard can just come off and then that plywood can be dried. Yeah. Um, under certain circumstances, obviously sewage changes things a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. well, one of the other things I would, you know, we've talked about in the past is something as simple as walk the walk your property line and look for, you know, limbs from trees and, and 
you know, bushes and so forth that might be close to power lines. Um, and if you do that every year and you make sure you, you trim those back, um, you can potentially avoid a, a down power line um, in, in your area, which is a, a big problem, particularly when it's raining. Um, so, so just something as simple as, as, as walking your property line and looking for potential hazards is also uh, a good tip. Yeah, and DTE and consumers, a lot of times, if you have trees that are overgrown and coming close to power lines, they'll usually come out and cut it down for free at no cost to the homeowner. Yeah, um, yeah. Backup sub, back sub pumps, either battery powered or water supply powered um, can be the big difference too. Um, and you want to make sure the grade of your house is uh, adequately sloped away so that you don't have groundwater coming in through the foundation and pummeling that area and yeah. eventually making its way into the basement. And unfortunately, any foundation water coming in through the foundation most of the time isn't covered by your insurance. So to mitigate any risk of that, just again, like Brian said, you want to walk your po uh, property line um, I'd say annually at best and just make sure everything like your gutters are cleared out that the downspouts, you know, water's flowing properly and away from the house. Um, and those kind of things. Yeah. Very often, Justin and I see water in basements as a result of gutters being blocked, obstructed, and then water just pours over the side. Um, and then over time, what it does is it beats that grade down that Justin talked about. So it's no longer adequately sloped away from the home and that's where the water enters into your, into your basement. Yeah. So keep those gutters clean. So we have a couple of minutes left with both of you, Brian and Justin here on your Community, talking about Paul Davis restoration. Uh, what else do you want to share with our listeners about the work that you do and what you've been seeing and maybe tips for them before we let you go? Well, um, as I said, I can't, I can't, and I know I said it earlier, Vanessa, but we cannot reinforce strongly enough, know your insurance policy. It doesn't take you long. Uh, if nothing else, review the summary that they provide. And, you know, if you invest in your home and for example, you know, I know that your family's in the business, but one of the things that I see people willing to do a lot is, Oh, you know, I, I've got some equity in my home. I'll take it out and I'll finish my basement or I'll add a wing um, or I'll, I'll do something else. Maybe a home theater. Very rarely on that list, does it get prioritized to research and perhaps look look for you know a, a full home generator? Yeah, uh, and I got to tell you, and I know it's a big investment for many people, but boy, will you be glad? Yeah, no, it's worth it. One hundred percent. And yeah. I, so anybody considering renovations on their home, I would I would encourage strongly that you add that to the priority list somewhere because that will save you a lot of heartache down the road and make yeah. you popular in the neighborhood too. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. It's so funny that you say that because when our power went out, uh, we were the only home uh, with our lights on. And uh, so my, all my neighbors like, did you get your lights on? I'm like, no, it's called a generator. So go ahead. Some of the, just again, you know, uh, preventative maintenance is key just with the, anything and any system inside your house, as far as plumbing, electrical, stuff mm -hmm. like that can all help greatly and reduce the chances of having a loss. I recommend, you know, if, if you have older supply lines to your toilet sink um, throughout the house, if they're PVC or plastic or even copper, I recommend getting those swapped out to the braided 
um, mesh metal uh, supply lines because eventually, you know, those do go and they flood um, out either your kitchen floor or bathroom floor, which is usually a harder surface like hardwood or tile. Um, and that can save, you know, having to, you know, get those areas removed and demo and having a construction site in your house. So just basic things like that um, really go a long way as far as reducing mm -hmm. your chances of filing a claim. Mm -hmm. Great. This is great information, Brian and, and Justin. I appreciate it. How do people reach you? Do you have a website, a phone number you want to give out? Yeah, the easiest way to reach us is to call us at 586-983-8800. Or you can go to Paul Davis, East Michigan, one word, pauldaviseastmichigan.com. Great. Thank you so much, Brian and Justin, for joining us here in the community. Thank you. No so problem. Much. Thank you. Appreciate it, Vanessa. Uh, pleasure. Any comments or questions or show topics you want me to get to, get to me, Vanessa Dunha. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching or find me on any social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, and you could private message me there as well. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community. Thanks for listening. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.